other than keeping my little baby alive, like the thing that I wanted most for him in life as a human was joy. So you want to make an impact. You're thinking about starting a business, sharing your voice. How do women do it that handle motherhood, family, and still chase after those dreams? We'll listen each week as we dive into the stories of women who know. This is Call Me CEO. Do you feel like there is an author inside of you? Well, if you have ever considered writing a book, you need to listen to this episode because we have Mary Atkins, who is a three-time author and also shares with people how to write a book themselves for just 45 minutes a day. And I can tell you that I have always wanted to write a book. So when I was contacted and asked if I wanted to have her on the show, I said yes, because she specifically speaks to parents who are wanting to become authors. So let's hear what she has to say and dive into this episode. Welcome back everyone to another episode of Call Me CEO. And today's episode is all for all of you authors out there, people who have a burning passion of something they want to share, something you want to write a book about. And I hope for all of you listening that that is you. I think that there is a book inside each and every one of us. And today we have Mary Atkins with us today, who is a three-time author, a mother, and has recently wrote the program the book incubator, which is a 12 month program where you can write 45 minutes, five days a week and write a book within a year. Thank you so much, Mary, for being with us today. I'm so happy to be here. Thanks for having me. Yes. I think this story, your story is fascinating because I, like I said, in the intro, I think everyone has a book within them, but we feel like it's such a daunting task. So I can't wait to dive into that. But first, introduce yourself and tell us about where you live and your family and what made you want to become an author. Yeah, sure. So I live in Nashville, Tennessee, with my husband, who is in genetics, and my son, Finn, who is three and a half years old. He's about to turn four. And I have published three novels with my publisher, HarperCollins, and they came out in 2019, 2020, and 2021. And my son was born in 2018. Wow. <laughs> so that gives you a sense of how like my writing has really overlapped with my parenting. In fact, my second novel sold the the night that I had Finn and like, I got the email while I was in my hospital bed that the novel had sold. That was, it was a really exciting 24 hours, but then I had to write it. It actually sold on proposal. So then I had to write it with a newborn at home. So like, basically I'm kind of skipping ahead here, but I, I have had to really learn how to juggle parenting and career because my husband was in grad school. So I was supporting him with a full-time job and writing novels. I had to do it all at the same time. And so it's been, it was great. I mean, it it was hard, but it it gave me, I learned processes for doing it. And that's what I teach now in in my program. So now I work with writers who want to write novels and memoirs, but they all have full-time jobs. Most of them have families. Like they they aren't, they get it done, but they aren't getting it done by writing hours a day because you don't have to, you truly don't have to write hours a day, but I, to go, oh, sorry. What were you going to say? Uh, To answer your question, I was going to say, I I always loved writing growing up when I was a kid. I always wanted to be a writer. I did. I had a short detour where I went to law school. I liked law school, but I became a lawyer and then did not like actually being a lawyer. So I quit that job pretty quickly. And then um, after that had 
basically was just kind of working odd jobs to pay my bills while I was, while I was writing, like writing has been my passion ever since then. Mm. That's so cool. I think that writing a book can feel so daunting. So how do you go from concept, just going into the publishing zone, if you don't mind for a moment, I want to know, say that you have a concept or an idea, how do you go about getting a publisher and how did you decide the best route as opposed to like yeah. self-publishing or, you know, going a different way? Yeah. So the, the way it works with what they call traditional publishing, which is like finding a publisher to, to buy your book from you and sell it to other people, basically, is you have to write it first for, for most for most books, you're going to have to write it first. Um, you don't get to write, like write up a proposal. You, you whether And that's true whether you're writing a novel or a memoir, although sometimes with memoir, you can you can sell it on a proposal. But basically, you want to write the book. I, I was working on a novel, so I, I knew I needed to write the book. And then I could try to find a publisher for it. And the way to go from like that point A to point C, I guess you, you write and you revise and then you, you pitch it and hopefully someone wants to publish it that that's what we do in my program <laughs> so that's like you know the, they're really distinct phases and so i what i like to tell people is like with with the concept what what i think is a really good idea to start out with is what is like the big like human question that this book wants to tackle and i think it's a really helpful exercise whether you're writing fiction or nonfiction because if there's a big question you want to tackle, and you don't have to know the answer to it, but if there's a big question you want to tackle, it's finding what that like universal seed is of your story that other people are going to connect to. And it gives you something to write toward. I've re- and I, I find that it's really helpful to ask it as a question for that reason, rather than a statement, because then we, t- I think we as the writer, it's easier for us to be open-minded and to like really explore possible answers to it and be curious about it instead of kind of closed off or preachy or like, here's, you know, here's my answer. So, um, so for example, like how do you overcome grief or, um, or how do you learn to live with grief or when is ambition an unhealthy thing? Or like, these are all like big human questions that you could really spend a whole book exploring whether you're writing fictional characters you've made up or you're writing about your own life experience, you know? So, so that's how, that's how I like to advise that people start is like with a big question that they want to answer. That is, I love that concept because I think whether we're creating a product or a book, we're always trying to solve a problem or answer a question Mm -hmm. or explore possibility that way. So I think that's really good advice. What was it for you what were your questions that you started with for your book? That's a good question. So my first novel was how do you make peace with an unlived life when you're facing death? So this, this character finds out she only has six months to live, but she, she thought her life hadn't even started yet. She was in her early thirties. She hasn't, and this is fiction, but she's, she's in her early thirties. She hasn't she wanted to start a bakery. She hasn't done that. She wanted to marry enough kids. She hasn't done that. And she finds out that what she thought was basically a warm up was that was her whole life. Like it's going to be mm. over. And so she has to come, she has to find a way to come to peace with that in just a few months. And so it, that's what she works on doing in the book. And I mean, to be honest, like I, 
that that book's not autobiographical. It's fiction. I, I wasn't facing, I didn't have a terminal illness like the character does. I, I wasn't facing death, but, but I was really, uh, that was a sincere question that I was thinking about asking, like, what, how would I find peace if I found out that, that all this time I had was, was all the time I had because I was turning 30 and I, I felt like everything up to that point had been a warm up. Like I felt like I hadn't started my life yet. Um, and I thought that would just be a heartbreaking thing to face. And I, I kind of, I wanted to come to terms with that for myself. Um, so the, it was a sincere question that I was asking when I was writing that novel. Hmm. That's really fascinating. And I think it's also intriguing that the time that your books came out was in parallel with mm. the pandemic happening and then becoming yeah. a mother. And so I don't know what the next questions were of your book, but did you find that as you're writing a book that your life does affect those questions and the creativity that you have with your circumstance? Definitely. Yeah, definitely. Like it's, you know, and I, I think that's kind of, it's funny because in my, in our, in our meeting, our weekly writing meeting in the program yesterday, someone asked the question, like when I'm writing fiction, when I'm writing toward a big question, I'm writing fiction, but I'm writing toward a big question that my character is facing, but I have, I'm not ready to face it for myself in my own life. How do I write my character facing it when I can't face it yet? And he asked that question and everyone in the chat was like, you're describing all of us. And it was, it was so interesting to see that for so many people who are like working on writing these books, whether they're right again, whether they're writing like memoir, which is based on their own lives or fiction, they're trying to explore something through their writing that, that they themselves are working on figuring out. And I'd always felt that was, it was interesting to see how many people said that because I've always felt that way. Like, you're exactly right. Like what, what I'm exploring in my novels has been something that personally I'm interested in, you know? What do you think is the biggest misconception of becoming an author? Oh, that it takes, that it takes loads and loads of time. Like I, when I tell people that like, oh, you can just write, you know, write 30 minutes a day, write 45 minutes a day, write two days a week for like an hour and a half each day. Um, and you'll, you'll not only finish a draft in a year, you'll finish a draft in probably four months, maybe five months, and then you can revise it. And by the end of the year, you'll be ready to like publish it. They don't believe me. A lot of people don't believe me, but then they do it and it works. And I think, I do think it's important. Like it does matter the way that you do it. I mean, I think I mentioned there are these phases, like I think the writing phase is different from the revising phase. And it's really important to keep those separate. And the reason I think a lot of times people take, people think it takes hours a day and it takes years to write a book is because they're trying to do those two things at the same time. Mm -hmm. They're trying to write and revise at the same time. And they're, they're totally different mindsets. You know, like writing is, I think writing a first draft is all about like kind of closing your eyes and going, you just try to experience the story again, whether it's true or not, you like relive it. If it's true, you live it for the first time if you're making it up in your head and you write down what's going on with the movie that's playing in your mind. You're just like transcribing it and not judging it and not thinking about, am I using the wrong verbs? Should I not be using adverbs? Do I, is, do I sound smart? Like you're, those things will be going through your head, but you're trying 
you're just setting them aside and focusing on experiencing the story. And then in revision, that's when you can come in and think, dude, is this interesting? You know, like you, you can do all the analysis. That's like the, the analyzing phase. But especially when you, when you can like let yourself separate those into two different phases, it's very possible to write a first draft of a book in a few months because you're, you're just letting it flow out of you. Another thing I like to tell people that I learned after my son was born is to experiment with handwriting because I, so Finn, my son born in April, on April 3rd of 2018. And um, after you publish your first book, a lot of times you can sell your subsequent books on a proposal. So you just describe the book and the publisher will buy it and then you have to write it. And so that that's what happened, you know, that, that night that he was born is the, this novel sold on proposal. So then I had I had to write it. And I was obviously very excited. I had a book, my second book contract. It was great. But also, like, I had a newborn and I didn't sleep. <laughs> like, so I found it more difficult than ever to write because I was tired. I was nursing. I was, I would like look at the computer screen and just not be able to do it. And so, I decided to experiment with writing to, to like write by hand. I'm like, well, let's just see if this works. Uh, may, maybe changing it up will help. And so I got a notebook and started trying to write the story by hand. And I, and it worked. That worked for me. It like liberated me from the pressure of seeing the typed words on the screen. And so now I, I, I stuck with that. So for my, for my novel after that, I hand wrote the first draft for that one too, because I had, it had just been such a liberating experience so that's something I also try to try to t encourage people to experiment with when they're writing a first draft is to, is to just try writing it by hand, see how it goes. Hmm. That's interesting. I love those two tips to work with, you know, just letting it flow the first time through, then analyze it and work with the medium as well, because I think that our brain flow, it goes in different compartments of our brain. So that makes sense to me that if you're writing it out, just let it come out and don't worry about making it perfect because I think yeah, perfection is a mind block and it's also, it can also be procrastination. You know, when I yeah. heard once that someone said perfectionism is just another word for procrastination, I'm like, oh, that one stings. You know? I bet it does. <laughs> That's <laughs> it, a gut punch. It's true. Like it, it can get in the way. So I love that you said that. And then also to switch up the medium because sometimes paper to pen feels more organic. I can only imagine like what a prized possession that is to have like your words written for your kids to see years down the road. Like, I think that's such a cool legacy. Yeah. Uh, tell me about transitioning from being an author before and after becoming a mom. Like that's what, uh, that's a huge adjustment. And you've talked yeah. a little bit about that computer screen being a block for you. What, what other things did you have to overcome? So one, one thing that was really um, bizarre about it was, and this was really, it went away eventually, but you know, right, right after, I don't know, I guess I shouldn't speak for all moms. I was going to say, remember, but like, well, I guess all you can say, remember when <laughs> <laughs> I remember you have a baby and like nothing else seems like it's important. Mm -hmm. And, and it's, maybe that's biological, but like nothing else seems like it's important. It's just like, you're like, my job was just to keep this human alive and anything else just seemed like expendable, you know, dispensable. Like I, I don't need to worry about it. 
And so that I had that kind of feeling and that was weird because I had always cared so much about writing and cared so much about my books and my characters. And all of a sudden I didn't care about them. It was like, I don't, I don't feel invested in this story because all I'm thinking about is like this little guy in the other room and what he needs. And it was scary because it was scary. It was like an identity crisis because Mm -hmm. I had always cared so much. I was like, do I not want to be a writer anymore? Like what do I not want to write, you know? And, and so I did, um, have you ever heard of morning pages? Yes. Yeah. Okay. I I did morning pages and explain what it is for. Yeah. So this came out of a, a book by Julia, the author, Julia Cameron, and the book is called the artist's way. And it helps It helps you get unlocked creatively if you're feeling stuck. And she has this tool called morning pages where you wake up and first thing in the morning, you just handwrite stream of conscious, like stream of consciousness, you handwrite three pages and you just brain dump. You can be, it can be your grocery list or the dream you had. I mean, you're not trying to be anything. You're not trying to be clever or write anything anyone is going to read. And the idea is that it just, it helps you work through all of that all of the baggage that you're dealing with so that you can, you can express yourself creatively in the way that you really want to. And that, and so I started doing right uh, morning pages to work through that. And, and it really helped. Like I, I could kind of write out like, this is what I'm afraid of. I, I want, I need to keep him alive and I'm tired. And you know, I was writing all of those feelings down. And I found that, that once I got them out on paper, gradually I started to become interested in, in writing about other characters again. And then another really interesting thing that I found that I did not expect after being a mom was that I right away, like the thing that I wanted most obvious, other than keeping my little baby alive, like the thing that I wanted most for him in life as a human was joy. And like, that came to me very early on, like, like, what do I want for him? I want joy. I want to create a pathway for him to have joy. And once I, that occurred to me, I realized that in my writing, I had not given my characters joy. And that suddenly seemed really sad to me because I was thinking of them like as real people. And if they had a parent, like they had a mom, she'd be like, the one thing I want you to give this character is joy. <laughs> so, so I started writing, like actually, actually intentionally writing joyous moments for my character after I, for my characters, after I became a parent. Hmm. That's really cool. I have one close friend who is an author and has written many fiction books. And hmm. what's really fascinating to me is that she says that her characters will have conversations in her mind all the time where she'll just have to like stop and write it down and she'll, or she'll in her mind be talking to them or they'll be talking to her. Does that happen to you? Yeah. Yeah. Where it, that's kind of what I mean by the, like the first draft, you're just writing down the movie that's playing in your mind. You know, it's like, I'm just hearing it. And I just feel like I'm the person transcribing, like I'm just writing down what's happening in there. Yeah. That's so cool. It's weird. (laughs) Well, and I think that relating to them personally in that way, and then having that motherhood, that carrying that protectiveness of, I want them to have joy. Like that's, that's really special. I think that's cool that you recognize that and it changed and influenced your writing forever, you know, cause that's yeah. what motherhood does. It changes you forever. So yeah. with working with parents moving forward, what would be, you've given us some really good advice with ways to write a book. What would be your first, take this first step 
move? If they, if someone's listening and they're like, I want to do this, what would you say? Yeah. Okay. So my, in my experience, like you said at the beginning, when we started talking, like people kind of, they sense it when they have a book in them, they're like, no, I know this is me. I know, you know, like, Mm -hmm. and so if that's, if you're listening and that's you, I think like lean into it. You can, you can do this. You really can. And you don't need to quit your job and you don't need to neglect your kids. Just to give you a couple of inspiring examples. I've worked with someone who wrote her novel. I didn't know this till after she finished it, but she told me she literally wrote it in, in the pickup line to pick up her kids from school. Like she wrote it <laughs> in, in her van and the driver's seat. And handwriting is, she says is what allowed her to do that. Cause she could take a notebook. Like she didn't have to have her laptop mm-hmm. on the steering wheel. Like she had a notebook yeah. and she wrote her whole novel that way. Mm-hmm. Another woman I work with, who's the mom of two is also a doctor and wrote and during the pandemic wrote her novel, like on the notes app of her phone, like the yellow notes app on her phone like in between patients, she was just wow. like, like let the characters do their thing. And she, and she would check. I re- it's so funny. Cause if I look at back at our emails, I see, she's like, is it okay if I write on my notes app? And I say, yeah. And then a few months later, she's like, I'm halfway through a novel on my notes app. Can I really keep writing this whole novel on my notes app? <laughs> yeah. And then a few months later, she's like, I just finished an entire novel on my phone. <laughs> so like wow. she wrote the whole novel on her phone. And I, I just love stories like that because I, it just, I think it gives us permission to realize that like writing a book doesn't have to look like one. It doesn't have to look one way. It doesn't I have to be a laptop. That. Yeah. Do you think as far as knowing like the framework, and I'm sure your course helps with this, but like, how do you know when it's long enough? Like, how do you know that you, it's the right length or that it's, do you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, exactly. So, so a good length for a first draft is going to be 70,000 words. And that is, that's going to be true if you're writing for adults or if you're writing for young adults, you know, even, even for teenagers, it's about 70,000 words. If you're writing for a younger audience, like they say middle grade, you know, like kids in elementary school, it can be shorter than that, like 40,000. But, um, otherwise you want to go for 70,000. Now, if you're writing by hand, so this is what I had to figure out when I was writing by hand, because I'm exactly mm-hmm. what you're saying. Like, how do I know when I've written enough? I have no idea how much I've written. Yeah. If you fill four notebooks, um, of about a hundred pages each, that's, that's about 70,000 words. Hmm. So that, that's a good guideline is like, and we actually call it the four notebooks method in my program where you're like filling four notebooks that have about a hundred pages. Good question. Only the fronts of the pages. You need to write on 100 pages. Okay. So it's only the fronts, as long as the notebook has a hundred pages, but a lot of notebooks have like 50. So you would need to write front and back. Like you need to be writing on the surface of 100 pages in the notebook, basically. And if you do that for four notebooks, you'll have about 70,000 words. Hmm. Well, that's yeah. really cool. I mean, I want to write a book eventually. I don't know when or what exactly. Nice. I've written a few programs. So I, I know there's one in me. And I so when I was contacted from your publicist, like do this. Yeah. I was like, yeah, I want to hear what she has to say. So just leading up with that for someone who does say that they, they take your course, they write the book. What next, as far as publicists, did you hire one right away? Or was that something that came down the road after you'd done it for a while? Yeah. So you'll want to it. Okay. So do you mean in terms of getting the book published or in getting, you mean in terms of getting the book in front of people? 
I guess both because they're different. Yeah. Yeah. Cause they, yeah, they are different. Like I think, cause now I'm at the stage where I'm just like, you know, getting my books out there and getting my program out there. Like they already yeah. exist in the world. But before you get to that stage, you want to, you want to find either find a publisher or self-publish. And what I'm an expert in is finding the publisher, which is a tough road to go. But I actually think in a lot of ways is easier than self-publishing because although self-publishing is easy on the front end, like to, you just kind of put it out there. A lot of times people think it's hard to get the, the second thing we're talking about, like getting it in front of readers is harder because mm. you are your, you basically have to become a small business and like have yeah. a marketing, a marketing. department. Uh-huh. And yeah. Um, which I think a lot of times authors don't realize they think like, Oh, I'll just self-publish. And then the readers will all come. Like they'll just read my book and it would be very nice if it worked that way, but <laughs> Wouldn't it? We, I for agree. most of us, it doesn't. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so like in my program, so I, I help people find the publisher and then that's kind of, that's where it ends. Um, and then after that, authors, yeah, are expected to help out with publicity and promotion and like help find readers, even if they have a publisher. Yeah. Just because it takes a village, you know? <laughs> yes, it does with just about everything in life. So, well, this has been so enlightening. I appreciate you coming and sharing with us what you know, and I'm sure there are people listening and wanting to talk to you more. So tell our audience where they can find you. Great. Yes. Go to, so my name is Mary Atkins with a D not like the diet. Everyone always thinks it's T like the, like, do oh. you remember the diet? You know, yeah, the Atkins, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. It's old, old school. Um, but it's with the Mary Atkins with a D writer, uh, like W R I T E R.com. And yeah, they can learn about my books there and about the program. If they're interested in checking it out, I have a bunch of free trainings and, and, you know, obviously have an in, email list choice and writing tips and stuff. So that's where they'd go to find me. Very cool. Well, thank you so much for coming today. It's been a pleasure having you on the show. Thanks for having me. It's been great. This episode is brought to you by Station Park, who believes in women-led businesses that are changing the world. If you want a place to come visit to dine, shop, or connect with your loved ones, Station Park is only 20 minutes away from downtown Salt Lake City and has a gorgeous outdoor dining and shopping experience that you can walk among the shops and create memories that will last forever. If you happen to be in the middle of the square, Twigs Restaurant is right there in the middle, one of my very favorites. You've got to get the pesto margarita chicken and end the night with the dipping donuts. Trust me, tell them I sent you, it will change your life. Thank you so much for tuning in to this episode. If you are interested in joining the 60 day to VA course, make sure to look at the link below to join. Now our group is going to be starting in just a couple of weeks. We already have people excited that have joined and I cannot wait to see you there to see you rocking your own business.